What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 13 of Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. As always, I am your host, Caleb, if you're ever a Kung Fu fanatic. And guess who's back, ladies and gentlemen? Once again, it is Chris. What's up, Chris? Hey, it's good to be back. It's 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 been at least two months since I've been back here for an episode. I think, yeah. I, I think it's been a good four or five episodes since I've been here. And I apologize for that. I mean, with... Uh, where I work, normally we do our inventory in February and then we're done with it. Well, as I'm sure Caleb has said on a previous episode, we got hit with a historic, horrifyingly bad ice storm yeah. down here in the American South. And when that happened, some stores that weren't quite ready for inventory, it was worse. So they actually pushed it back to March. So I spent the entirety of February and March working every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and on Fridays until 7 or 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> so I was uh, not able to do much, and I apologize. I have been wanting to be back for quite some time. I actually really wanted to be on the last episode you did on The Forbidden Kingdom because that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's it's a bummer you couldn't make it for that one, but it was... Uh... It was, it was a good one. It was, I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, it was still a good episode, and that that one's been booming, like yes, a, like play, playback-wise. So. No, that one, it's, it's like you found the right movie, and everyone's like, we've been waiting for someone to talk about this damn movie. Finally, we have a chance. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't think of any other podcast that's covered it. I know maybe one or two. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, but uh, but th- that's that's not much, you know, so anyway. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so uh, here's the deal. I mentioned this on the previous episode, but here's the deal. Uh, this was supposed to be a uh, discussion of the brand new Mortal Kombat film, but um, as as we all know at this point, it has been pushed back a week. It is now going to be, re- be released. Excuse me on um on April 23rd, as opposed to the original April 16th date. So obviously, I could not talk about that movie this week. Well, you can if you really wanted to, because it was released internationally back on the 8th, but considering, while you do have quite a few international listeners, the ones that are in this country might not be terribly pleased to hear about the movie a week before it comes out. Yeah. And I was talking to my older brother about when they pushed it back, and it makes sense because, one, Kong and Godzilla was doing really good at the theater, and since Warner Brothers is distributed for both, they want to maximize whatever they can get out of the box office. Number two, they might have had their hand forced by HBO a little bit on this because the uh, the way it was working out, subscribers to HBO Max in their first three thirty days would have gotten Zack Snyder's Justice League, Godzilla vs. Kong, and Mortal Kombat all within that free period. If that would have happened, a lot of them would have just canceled their HBO Max until the next time they wanted to listen to it or see whatever movies come out. And then it's like, oh, well, this came out this month and this came out this month and you get to watch that. We can watch that now. So it yeah. makes sense. It's kind of rude, but it makes sense. <laughs> kind I, was of looking, rude. I, I was looking forward to this, man. Same here. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's... Uh, it's I have uh, made peace with the fact that I'm probably never going to get a Soul Calibur movie. I'm probably <laughs> never going to get a good Street Fighter movie. But we can get a good Mortal Kombat movie. And by all appearances, that's what we have this time. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, same here. But uh, but once again, since the film has been delayed by one week, obviously we couldn't talk about it today. So instead, we decided to fill in the spot by talking about where it actually all ended for the uh, the Mortal Kombat films. And that is uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I was eight years old. I actually got to see that in theaters. and I did, I did too. 
<clears throat> not good. <laughs> not, not when good. I saw it, um, when I saw it as a kid at the theater, I've told you this before. Um, I loved it. Well, you know, when you're a kid, I mean, yeah, you we're stupid. When yeah, we're you children. Don't, we you think, don't think anything is that. great when we see it on a big screen like that. And we don't know anything else about what we watch. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I thought it was really cool as a kid. But you know, then I got older, of course, and realized this movie was pretty bad. You know, it's crazy. What's that? I've probably actually seen Mortal Kombat Annihilation more than I have seen the original Mortal Kombat because since it's a bad movie. They didn't care if they just aired it on TV during daytime hours or night hours, or whatever. It's like we're not gonna, nobody's gonna watch it. Let's go ahead and put it on there. So I've seen it, God, countless times on TBS or TNT or whatever they were showing it on. Whereas the other Mortal Kombat movie, I'd have to actually seek that out to like, okay, that's gonna be playing this Friday because I don't know how many of you guys listening are old enough to remember this, but there used to be a, a channel on television called the TV Guide Channel. They would actually show us what was coming yeah. on that day or coming on later. We couldn't just hit the guide button and zoom through and find it. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I actually had Annihilation on VHS, and I did watch it quite a bit, but that was mostly because I had actually lost the original movie, like the first movie on VHS. Lemon Stealing Whore. How, yeah. do you, how dare you? I moved a lot, you know, so you... Hey, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you moved a lot as well, so um, it's easy to lose stuff when you move frequently. Yes, so, it is. Yeah, um, but yeah, I had I had that VHS, anytime I felt like watching something Mortal Kombat related, that was all I had, so I just popped it in there. But uh, but yeah, I did watch it quite a bit on VHS. Um, yeah, so anyway, we're going to jump right into it. So Mortal Kombat Annihilation was released in 1997. It was directed by John Leonetti, who was actually the cinematographer for the first film. And then uh, uh, whenever they go, whenever they went to do the sequel, Paul Anderson, who directed the first film, he left the project. And uh, Any reason why? It's kind of... Um, uh, what's, what's the word? Um, there, there's like different... A deferring clash of creative uh no i was gonna direction? say no 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 i was gonna say there's there's like a there's like deferring sources on why he left the project exactly like um oh, okay yeah but i believe i believe most people agree that it was because he didn't like where it was going like creatively well speaking. how ironic that is because nobody liked where it ended up <laughs> creatively when it was finished anyway. yeah maybe if he had stayed on it probably would have been different but I don't you know, know that Maybe not. I mean, I'm, it's a possibility. But anyway, so yeah, they uh, they they gave the director's chair to John Leonetti, and uh, he and uh, excuse me, he directed it. And um, while the movie was, I don't I don't really know if you could say it was mildly successful financially speaking. Uh, it it barely made its budget back. Though. Yeah, I would it not was, call that successful. That, yeah, especially when you when you factor in the cost of advertising for it the toys they made and everything else mm-hmm. it, it it flopped it was it wasn't quite a bomb but it was definitely a flop yeah it was the budget was 30 million and they they it grossed like 51.3 i believe where the hell did 30 million dollars go into that movie the sets probably <laughs> 30 million what or the or the or the like all the all the green I was about to say, don't you dare say graphics because the graphics no. are terrible too no like the <laughs> like all the green screens like multiple reused shots yeah multiple yeah um <laughs> yeah but the, and then there was um this movie was plagued by something that that 
uh, multiple films have been have been plagued by, and that is some pretty heavy studio interference. Like, um, yeah. yeah, there was there was a lot of um, um, like one of the one of the big things that I've that I've heard about this film is that is that they felt they needed more fights. You know, they they felt the first one didn't have enough. So well, I mean, they they had to. When you think Mortal Kombat, you do think fight scenes, right? I don't think there was too few fight scenes in the original personally right yeah i mean it's probably not what they thought they were getting with it so i bet but i mean who, who the hell knows i mean more fight scenes can you really call half the things you see in Mortal Kombat annihilation fight scenes mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean there's a whole lot of spin kick in the air just in one fight alone a whole lot of spin kick in the air <laughs> Which I used to try and imitate that, and I've actually kicked holes in walls and houses when I was moving. Don't tell my mother, please. But that's how that happened. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and and um, there was a lot of a uh, a lot of stuff like um, you know, if if you find if you find like scans of like the original script, there was a lot of stuff that was either cut out or like was filmed but wasn't used. So yeah, this movie... I actually know one scene that was filmed and not used, or was planned rather at least. Yeah, but we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, this this uh, this movie just had a lot of problems. Like aside from you know the director leaving the project, uh, pretty much the entire cast being replaced, and yeah. with the exception of three people. But um, which I mean, with that being said, at least they kept probably the best one they could in his role. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, so like, and, and that's kind of like our segue right here into the. Uh, into the cast, you know, again, like we had mentioned, only two people, or three, excuse me, only three people who were in the first film returned to do this movie. Um, the, uh, excuse me, the, the, the actors were Robin Shu, who of course plays Liu Kang. Now, is it actually pronounced Shu? Because I've always pronounced it Shao my whole life. Like, Luke? my whole life. I mean, if, if I've been mispronouncing his name for, you know, 20 some odd, almost 30 <laughs> years, I sincerely apologize to the man, but. Actually, believe it or not, I've heard it pronounced several ways. I've heard shoe, I've heard show, I've heard shall, but surprisingly, Robin never really bothers to correct anyone. Like they, like I've heard, I've heard different people say his name different ways, and he just, he's just like, yeah, you know, he, <laughs> he just doesn't even really bother to correct them. Yeah. It doesn't matter to him. It doesn't matter to me then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess it's just one of those things where you know, like he, he knows people will probably mess it up, so he's just not gonna bother. At least they're not calling him Robin Shoebox or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I've always Showtime. Yeah, I've always said Robin Shoe, so that, that's just me though. But yeah, anyway, um, um, aside from Robin returning as Liu Kang, we also had uh, Talisa Soto who returned as Katana, mm-hmm. and um, and then we also had uh, the the only other actor to return was Keith Cook who plays Sub-Zero in this film. But Keith Cook played, uh, in the first film, he played Reptile. Yes. So Now, the thing about, okay, go, just going back just a second, when you're like, they wanted more fights, that was a mistake because Talisa Soto cannot fight. <laughs> no, she cannot. By doing that, you highlighted that she's really not that good at this. And honestly, she probably shouldn't have had as many fight scenes as she did, and I think she only had two. Yeah, um, she... Uh, and I had mentioned this um, whenever I discussed the first Mortal Kombat film. Check out the episode "Your Soul Is Mine." I discussed the first film with our good friend Chase Ward. Um, 
Yeah, so um, whenever we were talking about the first film, I actually mentioned that Talisa Soto was probably my least favorite part of that movie. Performance-wise and action sequence-wise, like, her choreography was not very solid. It was very slow, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, I, and I don't know what it was. It's just uh, acting-wise, she just seemed very bored, <laughs> you know, and kind of just like... All she was really there to do was just lecture Liu Kang. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> think she had much of a very extensive acting career anyway, so that doesn't really surprise me. Um, I did want to share one funny little tidbit with you since you brought up the original Mortal Kombat movie. <clears throat> the first fight scene that Liu Kang gets in the movie when he's fighting the black dude with the dreads. Yeah. The, well, years back when I worked at Walmart, and I mean like over 10 years ago, one of the guys I worked with was a brown belt in whatever karate system he was in that guy was actually his instructor really mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting. that guy is a legitimate black belt nice i don't know his name yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah so so you, you can tell like um i a ton of you're right there chris <laughs> yeah just putting my lid back on my water and it popped at me and scared me for a second there yeah um, but yeah, a ton of the actors from the first film were replaced in this movie, and a couple of them have said they didn't do it because they didn't like the story. Once again, you know, they they just they they knew it was going to be bad, and they didn't want to do it. Um, even though even though it's kind of strange because Robin Shu has has said before that um that originally whenever he signed on to do Mortal Kombat, his contract was for three films, mm-hmm. and um. So, you know, it's reasonable to assume that many of the other actors also signed on for three films. It's possible, but it's also possible that because of the original actors, probably the biggest name they did sign, apart from Christopher Lambeer, was probably Robin. So it's entirely possible that they only signed them to one picture deals with an option for a second or third movie. Right. I mean, the the girl that played Sonya in that, I think she's been in five movies. Uh, you talking about the first Sonya? Yeah. Bridget Wilson? Yeah. yeah, I mean, she was in Last Action Hero. She was in Billy Madison. She mm-hmm. was in Mortal Kombat. And off the top of my head, that's all I can think of. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so um, so what is, uh, what's happening in Mortal Kombat Annihilation? This, is, this film is kind of like, um, I'm speaking from an adaptation standpoint, this movie is like a combination of Mortal Kombat 2, 3, and even has a little, a little bit of 4 in there. Like, it has a mm-hmm. few elements from 4. So what hap- what's happening is is that uh, you know Shao Kahn, the Emperor of our world, is invading the Earth realm. Uh, this film picks up Ryan Thompson. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. This um, this movie picks up immediately after the first Mortal Kombat. You know, the first one ended with Shao Kahn showing up at Liu Kang's home at the Shaolin Temple, and uh, you know, and he's like, I'm, "I've come for your souls." And then the film ends. So this obviously picks up right where that right where that went off. Just about, yeah. Yeah, it picks up right where that left off. So Shao Kahn is Shao Kahn has arrived along with this massive army that we only see probably twice. Um, <laughs> and he also has a lot of other lackeys with him, including uh, he's got Rain, he's got Ermac, Rain, Ermac, Mataro, Shiva, Sindel. Sindel's the big surprise reveal that he has. Yeah, which <laughs> which you know most people are in agreement that Sindel, who was played by uh, by excuse me by uh, Musetta Vander, most people are in agreement that she is the absolute worst part of this movie. It, it, acting wise and yeah it, she was pretty bad I'm sorry I don't mean to be harsh yeah but. no she was <laughs> I was thinking about that like the whole part where she's laughing and spinning in a circle to vanish <laughs> like Wonder it Woman. takes her like 20 seconds to do that and it's like you good? I mean, are you, 
I mean, should I hang some wet clothing from you so it gets beaten dry here? What, what, what exactly are you doing? Why are they just standing there watching you do it? I mean, you whip Raiden with your hair and that's it, and they're just like, oh my god. Fight stance and just watch her. Does she disappear? No. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, yeah, Shao Kahn shows up from Outworld, and he's he is there to, um, to uh, what's the word I'm looking for, to declare that the Earth realm will er- will merge with Outworld in six days. Yeah. Why six days? I do not know. Well, he <laughs> says that, you know, the Earth, the Earth was created in six days, so too shall it be destroyed. Yeah. And it's like, well, I mean. You could just do it now, though. Like, <laughs> My other question for, for that kind of situation is, does that officially mean that Outworld is under the same governing bodies as, like, Earth and Heaven and Hell and whatnot? Because what he just said references the Bible, and... Nothing about Outworld looks biblical. Right. Except for maybe, you know, when fire and brimstone's been raining down upon the city. But I, 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 I'm starting to get off on a <laughs> side trail here. I just, yeah. That's, that's an issue that I had. Because I, I watched this movie last night for the first time, probably close to five years, to actually, and actually tried to watch it to pay attention. And I noticed a lot. And that was one of them. I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything that you are doing here right now. Yeah. And, six, and you can't tell me the movie takes six days either. Yeah. I refuse <laughs> to believe that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's there to say the uh, the uh, the Earth realm will merge with Outworld in six days. And then uh, Brian Thompson, uh, or excuse me, Shao Kahn, who was played by Brian Thompson. Um, it happens, man. Yeah, Shao Kahn and Raiden who is played this time by James Ramar. Oh, God. Uh, they fight, and it is a horrible fight scene. You can see the outline of the characters behind the green screen. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that. I'm I sure did. you did. It's pretty obvious. I did. Yeah, like, whenever you see, um, like, there's an angle where you see Raiden and Shao Kahn, like, like doing the, the stare down. And you can see, like, a white outline above Raiden's body. I like when Raiden does his little rushing attack. You can clearly see he has an arc in his jump, and he's already falling. Like, yeah. he's, already, he's hit the apex and is going down. Flashes to Shao Kahn, look at him. Back to him falling down. Back to Shao Kahn. Back to him, and then he hits Shao Kahn, and it's like, he should have hit the ground and just skid for yeah. a while. <laughs> yeah, but, um, so, uh, so during this fight, uh, Shao Kahn, uh, he gets a hold of Sonya, and then Johnny Cage, um, he, uh, he decides he's gonna try to jump in there, and he gets killed. Now, okay, <laughs> that's, that's something that bothered me about this movie. He's, Shao Kahn is clearly, like, the way they showed up that what little crappy fight that was... It's clear that Raiden is superior to him in hand-to-hand. So one of his little henchmen goes, Master! And throws him a whip. Yeah. And he uses the whip to tie up Sonya's legs and drag her. First of all, that's not how whips work. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, that they don't they damn sure don't fall in slow motion and just get pulled looking like they're surprised. And thirdly, did Johnny ever actually get to land that kick in either movie? Because I know he tried it on Scorpion, too. Yeah. That's when he went through the dimensional thing. Yeah, no, he actually didn't land it either time. So. <laughs> if he'd have just landed it, we would have been over because he'd have killed him. Probably, yeah. The same. <laughs> yeah, so Johnny Cage dies, gets his neck snapped. Which I feel like was kind of like a, okay, you didn't want to come back in the movie, so we're going to kill your character. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, de- I definitely think that's it. A lot of people have said that, too. Like, they just killed him off because they had to replace him. But um, Also, you notice he got his $500 sunglasses back. Yeah, like they just, they just, he Asshole. just, he just has them, <laughs> even though they're supposed to get crushed. But, um, but yeah, so anyway, um, 
so yeah, Johnny Cage dies, and then uh, and then uh, uh, Shao Kahn's uh, his army they start chasing after our other heroes, Liu Kang, Raiden, Sonya, Katana. They start chasing after them, and they go and hide in like this little underground cave or something like it's that. It's like a tunnel looking thing. Yeah, they hide in this like little underground tunnel, and uh, and Raiden explains to them that, um, excuse me, that uh, that Sindel and Katana. They need to. They need to like reunite because Sindel is apparently under some sort of curse. Yeah, you see, okay, they explain in the first movie that Sind- that uh, Katana's mother was killed, and at the beginning of this movie, when she's brought back like that, it's it's implied that okay, she's been brought back to life by Shao Kahn, so clearly she's under some sort of mental spell that is controlling her, and she is the reason why they were able to begin the merger, even though they lost. So Outworld should have to win and hold ten more tournaments in a row in yeah. order to be able to do it. Yeah, and 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 it's and uh, and it's funny you mention that because in in this uh, in this scene, whenever Raiden is explaining everything, he also he mentions that apparently Shao Kahn has broken the rules of Mortal Kombat. So, yeah. so yeah, it was also around the same time that when he lights the uh, tunnel up. Only half the candles get lit up when he does that, <laughs> but then the next time you see every single one of them is lit up, yeah. and even. Liu Kang's like, I mean, I, I, I fought Shang Tsung. I beat Shang Tsung. I can beat him. He's like, you did beat a powerful sorcerer, but you are no match for Shao Kahn. And even up to the very end of the movie, he's really not. Like, it's purely plot reasons why he was able to win that yeah. at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, but we will get to that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Raiden explains to them that Shao Kahn has broken the rules and Katana and Sindel need to reunite and break the curse in order for in order for uh, the merger to stop. So they decide that they're going to split up. Raiden and Sonya go to find Jax, who is mm-hmm. Sonya's partner, and Liu Kang and Katana go to find Nightwolf. Yes. And so um and so after and so after they, in they the giant hamster balls of doom. Yeah, they they split up by going in these giant hamster balls and um and then we and then we we cut to Outworld and we see Shao Kahn and this is where we meet, excuse me, we meet um, we meet his father Shinnok, who is played yeah, by, by the Elder Gods, yeah, who is played by Rainer Shoni, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, and and we had uh, Chris and I talked about this earlier today. I was I I, I was I was a little confused for a second, so this is my fault. But for a minute, I I like I like I was just thinking I was under the impression that the whole movie. His name, Shinnok, is never mentioned. Except I was wrong. They do say his name once at the end of the movie. Yep. But um, but yeah, anytime you see him, he's just father, you know. And so I remember like being a kid and seeing him, and I I never caught that he was Shinnok. I never heard his name, even though they do mention. I just didn't with, catch it. With my limited knowledge of the games, I would have never known that was Shinnok if they hadn't mentioned him. And even with that being said. I had to watch it again as an adult to actually catch them. Oh, they did call him Shinnok. Okay. Yeah, it was funny because like I remember when I would watch that movie and I would see the cast list at the end, at the end, like during the credits, and it would have Shinnok there, and I was like, "Wait, Shinnok's in this movie?" <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" And and but then after some time, I figured out that that was him. But um, also love the gratuitous, unnecessary amount of flips they do to get to where they're going. Oh yeah, and I, I know that. they only did that. Because if you're playing the game and you jump diagonally backwards or forwards, you flip when you do it. Yeah. That is the only reason they <laughs> had that in that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, we see Shao Kahn. We meet we meet Shinnok, who is his father. Which that's a little excuse me, a little creative uh, liberty they took for this <laughs> film. One of many. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, 
and this is one of my favorite scenes in this movie because it is just so hilarious or, or this particular moment. Yeah, so, so like whenever whenever Shinnok walks in, Shao Kahn is he's like, Father, the merger has begun. Earth is under attack and it is glorious. Yes, tell me. Did you make Raiden beg for his life before you killed him? And he's just like, yeah, Shao Kahn's like, Raiden is of no concern to us. And Shinnok, just like, I don't know if he was like on roller skates or something, but he just, whoop. yeah, he just like zooms in right into Shao Kahn's face and he says, you let him live? He's like, he could not be stopped. Yeah. Like a petulant pansy. That is my favorite line right there is when he just zooms in and he's like, you let him live? And so, um, and I love how he says like, did you make him beg for his life before you killed him? And then he's like, I will take your soul myself if you fail me this time. Yeah. His son apparently has no originality because he says the exact same shit to his generals. Yeah. And uh, and it's right here, too, that we learn that Shinnok is actually behind this. Like, he he's the one who opened the portals and stuff yeah. like that. So, Which, yeah. I mean, as an elder god, he would yeah. potentially have that ability. Yeah. And so... Um, and so yeah, we we learn that, and then we um you know, and then we see once again, Luke Kang and Katana have have a have split away from Raiden and Sonya to go find Nightwolf. Luke Kang and Katana are attacked; they're ambushed by Smoke, the cy uh, the cyborg. Which, when I was a kid, and I saw Smoke. I was like, "Oh man, it's one of the cyborgs." He That's did look great. He did look cool. I'll give him that. You know, he did look. So cool. Cyrax. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. They did look pretty cool. But this fight scene, not very good. It, no. there's, there's a lot of cutting away, which bothers the shit out of me. Well, the cutting away was done to hide the fact that, one, half these people that are fighting aren't fighting. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> and also to try and... Because they were trying to focus on, well, Lube's having this battle with him, and Katana is dealing with these henchmen, so we're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And something cool that I did not notice any time that I have watched this movie until this last time watching it last night... When Sub-Zero comes in, he's actually, in addition to shooting the ice out of his hand, he's using his feet to create like an ice bridge that he is sliding along yeah. like a zipline. I never noticed that before. I remember just thinking every time I watch this, so Sub-Zero can fucking fly now, apparently. <laughs> That's a new one. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, like like we were saying, they get ambushed by smoke and then they're saved by Sub-Zero. Um, Sub-Zero... Um, is going to help them. It's not quite the same Sub Zero, though. Yeah, no, yeah. Like here, we learn that uh, Sub Zero uh, again. This this Sub Zero is played by Keith Cook, who originally played Reptile in the first film. Um, this Sub Zero is is actually Kwai Liang, who is the. I was about brother. to say he, he's not by Han. He's actually he's his brother. So yeah, the first Sub Zero in the first movie was was by Han, and so uh, you know and. You know, and, and there's like confusion right there for Liu Kang. He's like, he's like, I killed you in the tournament, and and Sub Zero's like, no, you killed my brother, and and so um, so yeah, Sub Zero is going to uh, he's gonna help Liu Kang Katana, and uh, so he he builds this this little bridge made out of ice so they can get across, and then Scorpion shows up, oh, who which, was supposed to be dead. <laughs> well, that's another thing is that I know a lot of people were like, well, wait, you killed him again. Scorpion technically being undead, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that Johnny didn't actually kill him in the first one. He just beat him. Yeah, but um, uh, well, he's got two little snakeys coming out of his hand now instead of just one. Yeah, instead of just instead one. of it, you know, just being a a kunai. Yeah, and so um, 
hated that. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird. But yeah, so Scorpion and Sub-Zero fight. And I'll say that this is probably the most solid fight in the film. That's not saying much, though. Um, I think from a choreography point, it's, I would agree. it's pretty solid. I would agree that it probably is. And that's strictly because the guy that was Sub-Zero and the guy that was Scorpion are actually skilled martial artists yeah. who have done this kind of thing for other films before. So they were essentially just getting paid to be stuntmen. Right, yeah. So yeah, from a choreography standpoint, this is probably the most solid fight in the film. But Which again, is really not saying yeah, much. Yeah, again, that's not saying much. But um, but uh, uh, so Scorpion is able to get a hold of Katana and then they... Sucker! Yeah, they, tele- that. yeah, they teleport away, but not before Scorpion yells suckers. Like... <laughs> you know this if if they would have done it in any of the damn movies this to me would have been the movie for some random minion to go toasty <laughs> this would have been it and they didn't do it and I'm kind of glad they showed that restraint I have a concern that it may happen in the new one but who the hell knows yeah we'll see um, they do have Kano and he is a cheeky bastard yeah and so, um, so yeah, Scorpion gets Katana, and then they disappear. So Katana has been kidnapped. Um, so Liu Kang, um, which which again, this this is kind of weird because Sub Zero is supposed to be helping them, and he just disappears. Yeah, because I don't know what happened. He, there. he basically just well, it, it it clearly tells me oh, I was helping Katana. She's gone, so you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> also, I should point out everything we have told you that has happened in this movie. This was in the first 13 minutes of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> Less happens in an eleven-minute SpongeBob episode than this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Liu Kang is on his own, and then, uh, and then we see we, we go back and we see Raiden and Sonya. They they're going to get Jax, except mm-hmm. Sonya is on her own this time because Raiden just kind of leaves her. Well, he's he's gonna try and go talk to the elder gods yeah. to figure out why the portal is open and if they can shut it. Which, I have a question about the Elder Gods, but we'll get there when we get there. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so Sonya has to go... Um, she has to go get Jax. She breaks into this lab where Jax is being kept. And, uh, you know, and we see... We see Jax now has these big metal arms, which mm-hmm. Jax in uh, in this film is played by Lynn Williams, who who he, and he replaced uh, Greg McKinney, who played Jax in the first film. With, you know, he had, he had a couple lines, at least. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so uh, Jax and Sonya are fixing to make their way out, but then they are ambushed by Cyrax. Mm-hmm. And uh, fun fact, Cyrax is played by J.J. Perry, who also played Scorpion in this film. Okay. So, yeah. So um, so we get another fight scene between Jax and Cyrax, and we got Sonya fighting a couple of henchmen. I don't like this fight scene either, mostly well. because it's just Jax getting his ass kicked and spewing one-liners. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, this was a time period in the 90s in this movie where they tried to make, like, there had, no matter how many badass fighters there were, there had to be one that would be a, a wisecracker while he was doing it. Like, he always had to have the jokes. And you see this in other movies done correctly, like when you have Chris Tucker in Rush Hour, for example. Yeah. Or with... Spider-Man, how Spider-Man has always kind of shit-talked people while he's fighting them. Yeah. So it can be done correctly. This is an example of it being done incorrectly and gratuitously. Yeah. <laughs> like, at one point, I think he hits him and goes, yeah, now what? And it's like, fucking keep hitting him. Don't yeah. talk to him. <laughs> he's, he's already shot a little thing out of his chest that completely dissolved somebody else. 
don't give him the chance to do it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, so Cyrax gets destroyed. Sonya, like, sets him on fire. Now, that, with, I, uh, if I remember correctly, that's supposed to be, like, a representation of, oh, that was a fatality because she would, like, blow a kiss yeah. and they'd flame up or whatever Yeah, that's it is. what that was supposed to be. And um, he has, like, a little dragon sticker, I guess, on his back. It's it's supposed to be a tattoo, but it's a robot. It's not going to be a tattoo on the back of a robot. Yeah, yeah. So Cyrax has a uh, he has this dragon marking on his, his dragon marking, excuse me, on his uh, on his back. And uh, after Cyrax dies, the dragon mark comes to life and then disappears. Mm-hmm. And then Cyrax self destructs. Yeah, which, which uh, <laughs> he does get a really funny line here, like. I wish I got me some new legs this time. That actually gets a chuckle out of me because it's like, yeah, I can understand that, especially considering you're probably weighed down by 80 pounds of arm right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, but um, so yeah, Cyrax self-destructs and it is a horrible green screen effect. You can tell it's like just a green screen explosion with Jackson Sony just jumping. <laughs> the only one I've ever seen worse than that is in Ang Lee's Hulk when Talbot shoots a rocket yeah. at the Hulk and it bounces back and blows up and that does... The, the, uh, like, that's the kind of thing you see on blooper reels. Yeah. Not in a finished product. Yeah. I do love that movie, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, so then we get to the uh, the scene that you were talking about a minute ago whenever Shao Kahn is, is upset with his generals, and he uses the same dialogue that Shinnok used on him. And with the absolute weakest hammer blow to any table... Anyone has ever seen. He picks up this massive hammer, brings it in a huge arc, like he's going to crash it down to the table, and then pulls it at the last second so it just doesn't even touch. Yeah. And then the flames come out of the table, which they've never explained the significance of that. Yeah, it just happened. And then, uh. But the reason, and this is something that drove me absolutely insane. The reason his anger on that is Rain says, We captured two of Earthworm's best fighters, Striker and Cabal. Why mention them if you're not going to show them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always thought that too. I'm like, you, like, what, you mentioned them. Where were they? <laughs> like, those would have been cool to see. Yeah, no kidding. Especially Cabal. Yeah. So, uh, so Shao Kahn kills Rain. Which, fun fact, Rain was actually played by a uh, a black guy, Tyrone Wiggins, who. Um, it, Chris has this look of surprise what? on his face. Yeah. So I'll um, go back and watch. I didn't. No, okay, here's the thing. Story time. So, um, so yeah, Rain was played by an actor named Tyrone Wiggins. Tyrone Wiggins was originally just Lynn Williams' stunt double for this film, so he was the stunt double for Jax. But they asked him, like, during filming, if he wanted to play Rain. He said yes, but then apparently he was told that he needs to look... He needs to look... Um, Asian? Asian, yes. Right, sorry. He needs to look Asian. So they put him they, they put him in the makeup chair, they put the costume on him, and, and the, the opening where the eyes are, they, they put makeup and like some prosthetics to make him look make him look lighter skinned as well as Asian. So yeah, that was actually What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but they yellow face that man. That's messed up. Yeah, that is not right. What? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's something some people yeah, some people actually don't know that, but um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, kudos to the makeups and the effects because I couldn't tell. Yeah, at the same there. time, it's like really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looked better than Rain did in Defenders of the Realm. Looked like freaking emo before emo was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember hardly any of that show at all. I will always remember how he looked because as an adult, I'm like he looks emo. He looks like an emo Terry McGinnis. <laughs> 
<laughs> he does. Yeah, so um so then we uh we see Liu Kang, he has made his way to a uh to a, a what was it called? A, a Mason. He, uh, like Mason. a Mesa is that what it's it is? A Mesa. I'm sorry, yeah, Mesa. I, I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah, um, you say he makes his way to uh, to a Mesa, and this is where we meet Nightwolf, which uh, again, cool character. Didn't get enough of him. Yeah, I love Nightwolf. He's one of he's he's one of the coolest characters in Mortal Kombat, in my opinion. Now, I did think it was kind of stupid. That, That's my animality. Pretty cool, huh? It's like yeah, <laughs> that, dude. You understand is, your world's in danger, right? Yeah, the dialogue is so bad in the scene. And uh, so yeah, scene. movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you, <laughs> if you want to get specific, this scene. But um, but yeah. So we meet Nightwolf, who is played by Lightfoot, mm-hmm. also known as Gary Davis. Um, so uh, so yeah, Light uh, Nightwolf. Excuse me, Nightwolf is um, is uh, is there to uh, teach Liu Kang how to feel his animality, pretty much, and uh. <laughs> Yeah, he's, it's it's to try and awaken. It, it's, I, but I, they never explain. I'm sure they did the novelization because there actually is a novelization of the yeah. movie. Uh, I tried to find it, couldn't. But um, I think the idea there is he's trying to get him to become more connected with his inner self and his inner power to try and make it so he actually has more of a chance against Shao Kahn yeah. when they fight. Because for all the things that Shang Tsung was, he was still human. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so um, so yeah, Lu Kang gets knocked out, and he starts having all these, yeah. all yeah. these, all these. The like, way he gets knocked out, yeah. <laughs> he like, a like he tells him, he's like, "We well, there's two ways. There's a slow way, and there's a fast way. We don't have time for the slow way." I was hoping he'd say that. Yeah, throws a tomahawk, <laughs> hits him right in the head, and he just goes, "Sweet dreams, Lu Kang." It's like you just left that man to die in the middle of the damn mason, yeah, in the desert. Yeah, so Liu Kang is mysterious snow. A second later. Yeah, so Liu Kang is knocked out. He starts having like these fever dreams, and then he wakes up, and it's snowing in the mesa. And Which then, I mean, it can do that. Yeah, and then we meet Jade, um, and <laughs> she is so bad in this movie. Um, so yeah, we meet Jade, and who plays um, Jade again? Uh, Jade is played by um, Irina Ponteva. I think that's how you say it. Which Jade um, again is. Um, which she was originally um, in the game. She is black, but in this they made her Asian. Again, I don't know why. <laughs> well, at least they didn't take a black actress and try and put Asian makeup on her for that. Oh man, yeah. So um, the only thing I'd ever seen that girl in was in a couple of episodes of Third Rock from the Sun, where she played an alien from Venus trying to take over the world. Yeah, and so um, and, and so uh, Jade and Liu Kang fight, and it's it's. It's a really quick fight. It's really nothing special. No, and arguably, I would say that Jade actually got the better of ninety nine percent of it. Yeah, Liu Kang like reversed out of a mountain into a guard position, and it's like, okay, then, um, then, she's just gonna laugh, and he's like, yeah. first try to kill me, now you laugh. Yeah, and um, and and what's what's funny about this scene, and you know, and it happens again later, but uh, but Jade's hair and her makeup, like just. It's inconsistent. Yeah, it just changes out of nowhere. Like, yeah. like, like she's got her hair like in a, like a bun, like pulled back in like a bun, and she's got like Vulcan eyebrows. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, whenever Liu Kang like reverses that mount and he's got her on the ground, her hair is like longer, and then the eyebrows are gone. And <laughs> so it, I mean, they might try and argue that oh well, during the course of the fight, her hair came down. But even with that being said, later on, her hair is in a bun with like spikes coming out of it. It's like yeah. the, the fuck. Yeah. 
So uh, where are you getting a brush at this kind of time yeah. on the road doing this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So uh, so Jade tells Liu Kang he passed the test and she's gonna help him find Katana. We so, could kill each other. Yeah, but we'll live. So um, so yeah, they're gonna they're they're gonna work together to go find Katana, and then we see um. We go back. We get back to Sonya and Jax. They're having a little bit of an argument. Jax has no idea what's going on. You know, he's he's just that, so, he's so clueless. That scene has always reminded me of the part in the Super Mario Brothers movie where they're out in the middle of that massive desert and Mario is bitching at Luigi about it, and he's like, "Well, hey, if you didn't want to do this, you shouldn't." Have well, now we're going to die out here. Look, there's a nice spot. Let's die right over there. That's the kind of vibes I get from Jax's complaints during this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they, they get upset with each other and then they briefly split up. For Who the hell while. is Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and then Sonya is attacked by Melina. It's supposed to be Melina. Yeah. That ain't Melina. Yeah. They literally just, and I get, I get that Melina was essentially initially a palette swap of Katana. You don't have to actually do that in the damn movie though. Yeah. Like it, she attacks Sonya and Sonya is like Katana. And <laughs> also I just want to point out the stupidity of this woman. She's this close to getting her with her damn size, and she goes, ah! and alerts her to her presence. <laughs> Just don't say anything, and you'll kill her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they fight, and it's, again, it's not good. It's just them rolling around in the mud. Literally. You could have yeah, sold that on HBO. Yeah, literally. And um, and so, uh, but anyway, uh, Sonya beats Melina, and Melina also has that same dragon marking that Cyrax had earlier. Okay, now my question for you is this. Cyrax, because he's self-destructed, it's it's safe to say that he died from what, and, and honestly, that was a kill shot with him getting blown up. Are we really supposed to believe that Sonya killed Melina just by kicking her in the face? <laughs> I don't think so. And it wasn't even like a full power kick. It was just like a yeah, yeah, just a little, just a little, a little love tap maybe. But uh, so yeah, uh, the uh, Melina had the dragon marking. It comes back. It comes to life and then disappears. And then out of nowhere, a statue that's just sitting there comes to life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what this thing was. And it goes there like it's going to eat her, and then all of a sudden it just acts like it's got indigestion. Turn aside. Oh, Jack's sitting there beating the hell out of it. Yeah. Finally, he jumps up and lands like a big shot right across the top of its head, and it gets sad and runs away. Yeah, it just sinks back into the ground. It's like, why did you have that in that scene instead of putting Shiva or Matoro or Ermac? Because at this point, we have seen them and have heard them talk to one another. Shiva tries to choke Matoro during a, a brief confrontation, yeah. and he lifts her clear off the ground, and he's clear like, eh. it's like Darty dancing here with the damn Outworld. But, <laughs> like, yeah. you could you could have sent so many different things, and you send a stupid, mindless animal that gives up because it's getting punched? Yeah. <laughs> it's six times his size! Yeah. <laughs> I'm six times my daughter's size. Unless she punches me in the nuts, I'm not really worried about her hitting me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, uh, so then we see Raiden. He is speaking with the elder gods, trying to find out what's going on. Why is this happening? You know, and um, and, and the elder gods tell him the same thing that he that he pretty much already knew is that Sindel and Katana need to reunite for this no. to end. Now, we got to the elder gods. <clears throat> is Shinnok one of the ones that's there? I think so. 
Like, I think, like, you, the one that's, like, the flames, it has the deep voice, and then you have the one that's the water or wind or whatever, that's the girl's voice. And then you have the third one, and that third one almost seems like he's trying to be like, oh, well, it's, it's not as serious as you're making. That makes, that's the one that makes me think, is that Shinnok? Is he supposed to be yeah, there? Yeah, I think that is supposed to okay. be. Okay. Yeah, because Shinnok is an elder god. So, um, so, yeah, um, so, yeah, they tell him pretty much the same thing. Sindel and Katana need to, need to reunite for the stand. And, um... And and then they ask Raiden if he would be willing to sacrifice his immortality, which is so weird. Like it, it just like this just comes up out of nowhere. And the next thing you know, Raiden has a, has a completely new look. Yes, that okay. His sacrificing of his immortality. First of all, while I do not necessarily believe that Raiden wouldn't do that if he truly felt that it would help Earthrealm. At the same time. I have trouble believing he would pick a damn Aladdin black vest and some khaki pants <laughs> and have sport a clearly dyed blonde, short-cropped hairstyle and show up and be like, never give up hope. Who the fuck are you supposed to be? <laughs> because at this point, Liu Kang and Jade have now met up with with Sonya and Jax, which Jade kicks Jax. Sonya goes to stop Jade and, and Liu Kang's like, no, no, she's on my side. Where's Katana? She got kidnapped. You lost Katana and you found her? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Jax tries to flirt with the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Raiden's got a new look for some reason. And literally, that's what he says. He runs his hands like, it's a new look. It's like, looks like dude, Bill. shut up. He looks like <laughs> he looks like Billy Idol. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Like a cross between Billy Idol and David Bowie. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, then uh, Shao Kahn and Sindel and their army show up. And they destroy the temple of the yeah. Elder Gods. With one of Sindel's screams. Yeah. And so, um, and, uh, b- right before the temple crushes them, Raiden is able to transport our heroes to Outworld. And with they, what I assume is the last of his godly power. That yeah, because he, he, he was losing his powers. Now, I mentioned earlier on that I had seen this movie more times than other because of like TBS, TNT. TBS used to do a thing called Dinner and a Show. Yeah. Where they would show the movie, they'd have two guys talking about it, or a guy and a girl talking about it, and they'd show you like how to cook something cool. And occasionally they would have like a, somebody who was in that movie there. One of the dinner and shows was Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and the woman that played Sindel was on that. And she, when they asked her about it, she's like, do you have any idea how many times my kids have had to tell their friends, I can't come out and play, my mom will scream your house down, because I didn't tell them that it was a movie? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So um. So yeah. They uh. Our heroes get transported to Outworld, and then they are um. They are ambushed yeah. by by Sindel and three ninjas who I will just say are reptiles. They're, they're clearly supposed to be reptiles because they go from being camouflaged and you see their outlines moving on the wall to stepping out and they're wearing green. Yeah. And I mean, at this point, you also see now they're in Outworld. You see like the Golden Gate Bridge is merging into Outworld. Yeah, and the Eiffel Tower yep. and stuff like that. Yeah. So um. So yeah, uh, our heroes are ambushed by Sindel and these reptiles, and uh, then we get another fight scene between Raiden and the three Which, reptiles. To me, this is one of the dumbest fight scenes in the entire <laughs> movie. This is what I was talking about. At one point, Raiden does like a couple of flips to get over somewhere, and one of them kind of follows him over there, kind of like hide and seek behind yeah. a damn pillar, like my nephew when he was shitting himself at my wedding. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> that's a real story, by the way. And then they they meet, and Raiden throws a spinning roundhouse kick. Reptile throws a spinning roundhouse kick. They just keep. They do not touch each other. Their feet are like one above and one low, and they do this like three times. And it's like, (laughs) what the fuck are you doing? That's not gauging distance. You're dancing at this point. Yeah, 
But yeah, so Raiden, he defeats the reptiles, and off screen, Sindel is beaten by. You just dropped yeah. like a damn deer that got shot. Like, oh, we yeah, she's, finally went our way for once. We won. Yeah, she, uh, Sindel just gets beaten off screen by the others. And one, um, of the, one of the coolest things that does happen in that fight scene, because there is one cool thing, is we do get one of the uppercuts to the next uh, yeah. part of the, sh- the stage, which the first movie, I got a lot of problems with the first movie. Personally, I think it's one of the worst damn things I've ever seen to begin with, but it's a lot better than Annihilation. At least with the first movie, we got a proper bicycle kick. We got a half-ass proper fireball from Liu Kang. You know, we got some cool ice stuff from... Sub-Zero, and we got to see Goro fight for a little while. So there were some good stuff that came out of that. That's one of the things that I wanted to see get done with Annihilation. And at least we got to see one or two of those things. And I think two because they do do another one, but it's not very great. Yeah. And we'll get to that. Yeah, so we have a... Yeah, we, we, we've we got Sindel, and now all that's left is to go get Katana. Mm-hmm. So Liu Kang goes on his own to Shao Kahn's uh, castle to get Katana, mm-hmm. and he is ambushed by Baraka. Yes, now this, oh my god, this one gets me heated, because I really do like Baraka, and, and Am- he's treated like Babichka is what he's treated like yeah. in this. Am- Amber is a big fan of Baraka, she loves that character too, and uh, and she always gets so mad whenever this scene like, comes He's up. got Liu Kang pinned down, he's got his blades crisscrossed above his neck, and he's starting to push them up against his head. That should have been a kill right there. Yeah. What does Baraka do? Scream at the air that he's going to win and gets kicked off. It's like, <laughs> you idiot! Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, and, and there were actually, uh, there were, I think there were four of them. Like, there's three or four, yeah. yeah which, you know, Only those one are... of them took his vest off and was wearing the white clothing underneath. Because the rest of them were wearing, like, black cloaks or something. There were two that actually Was had... there two that did that? Yeah, there was okay. the first one and then the last one. Um, and one of them gets kicked into a pit and it goes up in flames. And it's literally it's... just the reused frame from when Shao Kahn knocks Rain yeah. into it earlier. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's the same shot of Rain getting thrown in there. Even as a kid, I noticed that. And I'm like, that's <laughs> not right. Yeah. <laughs> same here. But yeah, so Liu Kang, he rescues Katana. And then they bring her to uh, to Sindel. Well, before they bring her to there, Shiva shows up. Oh, yeah. Oh, and she forgot. just she goes like the... The date's over. And it's like, yeah. I know you're trying to be funny, but you're not. And she jumps at him to fight, and then the thing falls and crushes her. From what I understand, from what I have read, she was actually supposed to have a fight scene. I don't remember if it was Raiden or Liu Kang she was supposed to be fighting. But it was going to be an elaborate fight scene that she was going to have with one of them. I don't know if it got cut for budget reasons, if it got cut because she was a shitty fighter, or if it got cut because, you know, it would have been difficult to have the... At least with Goro, it was puppetry, so the arms looked pretty good. This was clearly just the arms, and then they digitally put other arms on her. Yeah, yeah, um... No, uh, she was actually supposed to fight Liu Kang and Katana okay. here. Like, okay. like she she would jump in and then they'd start fighting. But yeah, they it was actually cut because of the budget. They couldn't afford to animate the arms anymore, and so they had to change it to where she just gets crushed by that cage. <laughs> what a Looney Tune way to end. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they rescue Katana and they bring her to Sindel so that they can fix all this. And of course, it doesn't work. Not only does it not work, but it's clearly been a setup the entire time. What the purpose of this was, I guess, just to make them waste time? To yeah. try and get the six days to pass? Because yeah. Jade is revealed as a traitor here. And Liu Kang's like, you will die for this. And of big, course she runs away. Big fucking surprise. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, and Sindel does a little hair whip. Or, well, yeah. well, again, one of the cool, like... Video game attacks that she actually does. They actually put in this. And it didn't look terrible. 
Yeah. It's one of the few things she does that does not look terrible. Yeah. And then gets the little spin cycle laughing as she disappears thing. And, of course, Raiden at that point has his vest cut open so they can see his tattoo because he has the same damn dragon tattoo on his shoulder. Yeah, I was about to get to that. So, yeah, it didn't work. Sindel disappears. Jade disappears. And uh, and then uh, Sonya notices that Raiden has um, the same dragon marking that Melina and Cyrax had from before. And uh, Raiden tells him that the tattoo is a family crest. And here we learn that Raiden and Shao Kahn are brothers. And that their uh, their father Shinnok is an elder god, um, you know, and uh, and Rain just looks like such an idiot in this scene because they, uh, you know, they they're like telling him like you said Sindel and Katana reuniting could end this, and then Rain's like, well, I guess the elder gods lied to me then. <laughs> god damn. Also, I will I will say that Mortal Kombat has never been like super high on my list as far as my fighting games, my go to games, but I have played them. As such, I don't have as much knowledge about the lore Shao Kahn and Raiden aren't brothers are they no they're not no and I know Shinnok Shinnok is not connected like, like I, that, that's all creative like, and it's okay you know they were able to get away with that in 1997 because the internet was not nearly the thing it is now right. so there wasn't like a, a horde of angry fans being like how dare you or anything like that yeah like I feel pretty comfortable in saying that they couldn't like with this new movie they're not going to pull something stupid like Kano being Johnny Cage's long-lost brother. Or they're not going to do something like Goro actually works at a damn Waffle House in a human form when he's not fighting for out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They're not going to be able to do that kind of thing because with how strong the internet is, they're going to get ripped to shreds for it. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so you, we learn that Raiden and, uh, Raiden and Shao Kahn are brothers. Shinnok is their father. And uh, Raiden tells them that, you know, it's up to them now. They need to yeah. go They need to go beat Shao Kahn and stuff like that. And Raiden, uh, at first, says he's he's going to pray for them. And <laughs> I remember thinking, like, I remember thinking, like, Luke Kang asked Raiden, he's like, what do we do? And Raiden says, you will do your best. I have faith in you. I'll pray for you all. I remember, I was, I remember thinking like, "Fuck you! You better get your ass out there and do something." Like, He's your brother. You knew, you knew all this information. You held it away from us, and it's like, okay, have fun. No, 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 Mister Lightning Bug, because you ain't no god of thunder no more now with this. First of all, second of all, and this is the one that really bothers me. And he's like, "I beat my brother, but I could not kill him." Beat him again! We'll kill him! <laughs> Jeez. Oh, yeah. So anyway. We're not above kicking a man when he's down. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the entire Earth. I can forego a fair fight. If you beat him down, I'll just go stab him in the neck. It, it's it's fine. <laughs> God! Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm getting a little heated. No, it's okay. So, um... So, yeah. The, so, Liu Kang and Katana and Jax and Sony, they make their way... To uh, to Liu Kang's home because uh, again Earth Realm and Outworld are merging. Yeah. Liu Kang's home is now in Outworld. It's now part of Outworld. Which go figure. That's of course where Shao Kahn is going to show up. Yeah. So Shao Kahn is there with Sindel and Ermac and Mataro. And, and his little <laughs> yeah. Prepare for the final battle. They tried to put his signature laughter and everything in it. The problem is they tried to do it by having Brian Thompson do it and. You had mentioned to me earlier in the week that Brian Thompson looks a little less imposing than he normally does. He really does. And it's true. He's not a small man by any means. I think what makes him look less imposing in this than he normally is is, one, the mask, two, the lighting, 
And three, most of the other things you see him in, Hollywood will deliberately pick people that are slimmer or smaller than average to try and make somebody like that look bigger. They don't do it as much as they used to. Like, they were able to just use camera angles to make it look like Tom Hardy was bigger than Christian Bale in Dark Knight Rises when he's not. Yeah, because he's I mean, shorter. Uh, Tom Hardy's five foot nine and Christian Bale's six foot two. Yeah. But at the same time, that's that's the only reason I could think of. And other than that, honestly, ham, extremely hammed up acting as it was, Brian Thompson was not a terrible choice for Shao Kahn. No, I mean, it could have worked had it been executed better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got the... Uh, Excuse me. We got the final battle coming up, and, uh, and and Shao Kahn literally says, "Prepare for the final battle," which yeah. I hate that line. I just, <laughs> I was like, I was like, "Thanks for reminding us that this like, is the okay, final so battle." Okay, so we're almost done then. Yeah. <laughs> you have crammed three hours worth of a movie, or possibly six episodes of a TV series, into the last forty-six minutes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah. So yeah, we got the. Uh, we got the final battle coming up, and there's going to be a lot that happens yeah. in this. Yeah, and we're going to get into it right after the break. Yeah, all right. So it's uh, it's final battle time, mm-hmm. and and guess who shows up? Raiden. Of course he does. <laughs> and yeah, I guess he had he a change. Show- I guess he had a change of heart. Not only did he have a change of heart, but he shows up halfway up the stairs to Shao Kahn. It's like, what were you just fucking walking around all of us to get here? Yeah. It's like, oh, that looks unpleasant. I'm gonna go this way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, Raiden shows up and he decides he's gonna he's gonna do the right thing by facing Shao Kahn, and then a uh, 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 good old Daddy Shinnok shows up and tells Daddy Shinnok. Yeah, and uh, he 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 gives Raiden one last chance to join him at his side and rule all the realms together as father and son, and and um and Raiden of course says no, and um. And so, uh, and so, and then Shinnok decides, he's like, okay, then you will die. And he looks at Shao Kahn and says, finish him. And yeah, yeah. Shao Kahn slowly takes off his hat and he's like, his helmet's like, you should have finished me when you had the chance. And he goes, my brother died a long time ago. Yeah. His heart did at least. Yeah. And then Shao Kahn blasts Raiden with, uh, with one of his little energy skull moves and, and, uh, Raiden, Raiden falls he I don't flies, know how far. <laughs> it looks to be a good 30 to 40 feet, and he flies yeah. backward and lands on his back. That is honestly the most believable death in the entire movie. Yeah. Bar but, none. Yeah. But, but God, I mean, really? Like, <laughs> like, what a bitch way to go Yeah, around. seriously. That's, such, that's like a, such a and sucky way to he go. He lands like directly in front of Liu Kang, and instead of, you know, oh, God, jumping down, he screams, Raiden jumps up on another rock and jumps off. To land right there <laughs> to check on him. Yeah. While Raiden's sitting there going, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's really selling that death right there. Um, so, yeah, Raiden dies. Yeah. Luke King's like, you can't die. He's like, I'm proud to die immortal like you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jax finally takes off his jacket he's been wearing this whole time. Yeah. Which, when I was a kid, I never even saw him pick the damn thing up. So, when he suddenly is wearing I'm like, what the fuck happened there yeah but now as an adult it's like okay he clearly grabbed it before an explosion went off and was ripping the sleeves off yeah. so that he could wear it yeah so um so yeah Raiden's dead and uh Luke Kang decides it's up to him you know 
So, uh, so Liu Kang goes to fight Shao Kahn, and then and we they got, all split up. Yeah, he goes to fight Shao Kahn, and then we got Jax fighting Mataro. Which I will say, this line was kind of funny. Whenever Mataro jumps down there, Jax says, "Mr. Ed is mine." Mr. Ed is mine. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. And Katana goes, "I'll take my mother." Yeah. Ermac leaps down, and that's when uh, Son- Sonya goes, "Leftovers are fine with me." Yeah. And I'm like, "You stole that line from Ninja Turtles." <laughs> when Casey Jones gets out yeah. of the tur- out of the sewer and sees a bunch of foot clans trying to hop up he goes oh boy leftovers yeah <laughs> stole it <laughs> yeah so we've got four different fights going on and this see if you can guess okay let's list off the fights what they were it was Shao Kahn Liu Kang mm-hmm. Mataro versus Jax Ermac mm-hmm. versus Sonya and Kitana versus Malina, uh, versus Sindel of those four fights which do you think was the worst one just from hearing that, that's really, Katana and Sindel. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, yeah. But like this whole this whole sequence for me is just maddening. I I hate how I don't like how they just gotta intercut four different fights together. Well, it's three fights and Liu Kang walking up the stairs. Yeah, that is true. Like the a lot of it, a lot of it is like just Liu Kang and Shao Kahn just kind of staring at each other. Excuse me, staring at each other and Shao Kahn laughing and and whatnot. But and anyway, again, but again, with this fight scenes that are going on, we get some um, a couple more like legit game moves in this. Like when Jax punches the ground and causes a tremor that causes Matoro to kind of like uh, to trip. Matoro whips around and hits Jax with his tail a couple times. Like there's some real, like I say, realistic, realistically transferred from game to screen fighting things that we see in this. Yeah. Honestly, to me, the Jax Mataro fight is probably one of the closest to an actual Mortal Kombat fight that we see for a while. Yeah. We, yeah, and, and uh, you're talking about uh, signature moves. We do see Sony like, do her head scissors moves. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Ermac creates Noob Cybot out of his own shit. <laughs> yeah. The dark parts of his clothing. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was weird. That that in a movie that has done everything it can to piss off fans, that's like, well, we're doing all this, but we'll give you new Cybot. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, during uh, during Jack's, uh, no, I'm sorry, not not Jack's, Shao Kahn. During Shao Kahn and Liu Kang's fight, Liu Kang finally taps into his animality. Yeah, and, and like it's it's <laughs> by the time he taps into his animality at this point. Jax has gotten his confidence back, tore off the metal things on his arms, mm-hmm. which, I guess they're not his arms in this movie then? I mean, I know they're supposed to be like uh, shells over his arms, but in the video games, he's got mechanical arms, period, doesn't he? Well, yeah, yes and no. Because, so, um, I'm sure as you, as, you, as you do know, Mortal Kombat has, um, obviously has different timelines. Yeah. Um, the original timeline, Jax had his real arms, but then he uh, he got the the metal ones put over them. He so he got like a cybernetic upgrade. Mm-hmm. He was just enhanced. That was the original timeline. Okay. So what but you're then, saying is that this one was supposed to be taking place within that original timeline. Yeah, but then it but then they 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 decided to change that. It was retconned and. Uh, I guess you can't technically say retcon anymore because again we have timelines. Well, even then um, with timelines, retcon would be an applicable term here. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they changed that and they decided to have Jax actually lose his real arms and give him metal ones in okay. in, in place of that. Well, so, 
So anyway, you, he, so yeah. he gets one of his arm, one of the metal arms gets ripped off of him by Matoro. Matoro's like, without your weapons, you're no match. And Jax is like, okay, let's see. Takes it off and proceeds to just beat the shit out of this dude. <laughs> and I mean, again, it's possible the arms themselves were weighing him down and making him slower. That's why he was getting hit. I can believe that. Yeah. But I mean, he he drills him with an uppercut, right? Okay, I don't know if this was supposed to be like he's hitting him in the nuts or what it's supposed to be. Because the way Mataro sells it, it's like he got hit in the balls. And it's yeah. like, you understand that a horse's nuts are not between its front legs, right? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he he hits that and he lands like another like a six or eight punch combo and finally puts him down with a kick. Yeah. At this point, he runs over to help Sonny because she's been overwhelmed because now she's fighting two on one. He says, get off her. Hits Noob Saibot. I guess he turns back into fucking shadow and disappears. Because yeah. we never see him again. Yeah, he's just gone. <laughs> and then Sonya does her little head scissors, neck break thing. Kitana has gotten the best of her, of her mother and is holding her. She says, whatever's left of you of my mother in there, you will live to give my mother peace and see Shao Kahn die. Yeah. And then we get up to Liu Kang, who has just been getting his ass beat the whole time. Yeah. But like, he, uh, yeah, so he ta- uh, again, he taps into his animality and uh, it, it looks terrible. The dragon <laughs> takes a damn combat stance. Yeah. Like, he almost looks like, if you've seen the old episodes of Dragon Ball Z, where Goku and Vegeta fight the very first time, yeah. and Goku does that forward-leaning one, while Vegeta picks his hands up in a certain way, yeah. that's the stance this dragon takes, almost. It does look like that, yeah. Um, excuse me. It's so, um, jeez. Getting close to nap time yeah, there, I'm Grandpa? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, um... So yeah, uh, so Liu Kang turns into some sort of weird dragon thing, and then uh, Shao Kahn on the other hand turns into like a like a, a hy- hydra. A hydra. Yeah. yeah, and so and so they. Oh, now I've not seen everything. Yeah, this is barely a fight. Like this is just weird. This is <laughs> the hydra snapping at the dragon. The dragon jumping away a couple steps. He lands one cut on one of the hydra's necks, and it, that neck just flings around like it's fucking useless. Yeah, the rest of the fight. And then finally, when it goes to attack him again, I don't... Watching it last night, if you look closely, you can see the dragon grabs onto one of the heads and pulls him down with him. Yeah. When I was a kid, I just thought he fucking fell. <laughs> Lay on the ground, they convert back to being who they were. However, there's a difference this time. Shao Kahn is bleeding. Mm-hmm. Which is not supposed to happen, apparently. <laughs> nope. And Liu Kang goes, your, your blood flows, Khan, just like the blood of a mortal. And Khan's like... How can this be? Yeah. And Shinnok's like, I warned you there would be consequences for breaking the sacred rules. Why the fuck would that be a consequence? Why would they just fucking stop him? Yeah. <laughs> he goes to kill Liu Kang himself, and then the other elder gods show up to stop him. Yeah, so Sh- Shinnok's fixing to interfere with the fight, but then the other two elder gods show up, and they declare mortal combat. With so. the cool whole deep voice mortal combat yeah. thing they do. Yeah, so and then he, you get techno syndrome. Yeah. So yeah, they declare mortal combat for the fate of the realms, and Liu Kang and Shao Kahn resume their battle. Um, which <laughs> I this I I hate this right here. So whenever whenever uh, whenever the elder god uh, the the male elder god says in mortal combat, and then Techno Syndrome starts playing, it plays for like eight seconds, and then it kicks into something else. No, it stops, and then we get Shao Kahn just like kicking the shit out of Liu Kang. I that immediately took me out of it because what? I was like, hey, we hear the song, and then it just ends, and I was it like, ends. what the hell? Then he grabs uh, Liu Kang, or Liu Kang grabs him by the throat and is yeah. like I can I can beat you Shao Kahn grabs him by the throat to try and choke him loses his grip 
And then when the grip gets broken again, Techno Syndrome kicks back on at the exact point it left off. Yeah. <laughs> and that just took me out of it. And then Liu Kang lands a bunch of kicks, and at one point, Khan's getting up like he's got this, like it's <laughs> look on his face like he's yeah. half stone, and he gets beat with a backflip kick. Yeah. Which was weird because that's not like a Liu Kang move. How anticlimactic. Yeah, like where where's the where's the fireball or the bicycle kick or the flying sidekick or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, Shatokan starts screaming no because yeah, the dragon he sell he sold that in the most over the top way. The dragon <laughs> leaves him like a damn cicada leaving a husk, and he just yeah. it's gone. And Shinnok starts the scream and goes, and then he gets put in the damn TV of the Poltergeist and is folded up and disappears. Like, this would have looked like the Phantom Zone scene from Superman, but at the same time, the Phantom Zone doesn't fold over like you're making an origami envelope and Gone. Yeah, yeah. I was fi- I was fixing to say like I always thought of it more like the Phantom Zone, but it's not quite the Phantom Zone. So yeah, so Liu Kang kills Shao Kahn. Shinnok gets banished to the Nether Realm. You know, which that's never stated. That's just what no. that's just what us as fans I, say. I do think they might have addressed that with a third movie, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Shao Kahn is dead. Shinnok gets sent to the Nether Realm. Everything returns to normal. Sindel is no longer evil. She's and, now wearing like a lilac bodysuit looking thing. Yeah. So she's no longer evil. She returns to normal, and uh, they're back at Liu Kang's home, back at the temple, and uh, Ray, and Ray, then Raiden is yeah. revived. He's like, uh, "Was I dead?" Yeah. <laughs> What a nonchalant way to address that. Was I dead? It's like, (laughs) really? Yeah. The lumps, you say? Yeah. So. (laughs) And with the Fruit Loops, too. Like, the way he said it. There's so many different things that can be put in. Like, he could have sold that in any different way. He could have been like, you brought me back? That would have been a much better thing to say. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the Elder Gods revive Raiden and uh, tell him that he will be taking... Uh, Shinnok's place yeah. at their at their side, which, um, like we had mentioned at the beginning, this is the only time they actually mentioned Shinnok by name. Mm-hmm. And it took and it took a I don't know for so many years I never caught that I don't know why I just I just didn't catch it they actually mentioned his name so I went years thinking they never actually say his name in this movie. And then you asked me and I'm like they mentioned it once. Yeah, I was like yeah they do that's right. Um, but yeah anyway so um so yeah Raiden is now an elder god and he he tells he tells Liu Kang and the others that uh that. Um, he'll you're, be he'll be watching them. It's like you're a family now. Watch yeah. out for each other. And remember, I will be watching you. Yeah. And he does a little bow thing and he, turns into smoke and just disappears. Yeah, just disappears. And then you see them like a faraway shot of them all linking arms to walk away. Then that's it. Yeah. Or was it actually? Yeah, it was. Yeah. But <laughs> but no. And, and this is where we get into a couple of the fun things here. Mm-hmm. Um. So so yeah. After after Raiden. After Raiden ascends to his elder godhood, and uh, Liu Kang and all of his friends walk off and like ride off into the sunset or whatever, a uh, movie ends. But there was actually supposed to be a lot more to what was happening here. So, um, so you know, and and, and the two biggest things were um, were these. First off, in this in this ending, like right before Raiden makes his way off, and you know, and everyone lives happily ever after. Johnny Cage was supposed to show up again. He was supposed to just somehow be alive, <laughs> like been revived or something. Yeah, but um, that uh, that was never actually filmed. It was in the script, but they didn't use it, hmm. 
which I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, maybe they thought it didn't make sense. I guess. I mean, I hope that's not the logic behind. They that thought that if, didn't make sense. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that didn't make sense. Everything else that you just did over the last ninety minutes made sense, but that didn't. Yeah, but yeah, originally Johnny Cage is supposed to just show up, and he he's still alive, and and. uh yeah, that was that was pretty much it. And then, not only there, we don't stop there. There was also supposed to be a post-credit scene involving Shinnok and Quan Chi. Yeah. Now, now at this time, post-credit scenes weren't common in Hollywood, so a lot of people would have missed this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Um. So what happened here was um, originally there was going to be a post-credit scene where that showed Shinnok and Quan Chi in the Nether Realm, and it was going to be teasing a third movie, obviously. Um. And uh, and the film, uh, excuse me, the scene, the scene actually was shot. Like they, um, there are pictures of it. It's not hard to, not hard to find. You can easily look it up. But um, but uh, they they and they did shoot the scene, but they were not able to get it to the movie in time. Which is that's what I've read. They just didn't get it there in time, so they ended up not using it. And um, but yeah, and uh, and 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 this is this was a pretty interesting story because. So what happens is you see them in the Nether Realm. There's only one line of dialogue that comes from Shinnok, and he says, "Together, Quan Chi, we will be unstoppable." And then that's it. It ends. But um, uh, a fun fact for you guys here: Quan Chi was played by um, a Thai extra. Actually, was not. Actually, wasn't even an actor. He was. Um, he was just. A, he was a local extra, and they they dressed him up as Quan Chi. gave him and uh, they gave him the makeup and the costume and everything. And all he had to do was stand there. But yeah, this guy actually didn't speak any English either. So, I mean, most of them don't. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. At that time, especially. Yeah. So yeah, like I was saying, that I think this is this was kind of bizarre and interesting at the same time. It was. Um, and I'll be honest, I really would have liked to see that scene. Just to see how it played out, it probably would have been terrible, but <laughs> I would have liked to see is, how it played out. While yes, I would have liked to have seen that. At the same time, knowing that we were never going to get a third movie out of that, it's best we didn't. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to say Quan Chi can't show up at some point in this new franchise if it's successful enough. It's possible. Yeah. Maybe they'll do it right this time. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. But uh. But yeah, that's Mortal Kombat Annihilation, guys. Yeah, it, <laughs> uh, uh, it's if you shut your brain off, you don't pay any kind of attention. It's all right. If you're going into this because you want to experience an accurate game to big screen Mortal Kombat film, you're gonna have better luck taking a bath while you're making toast. <laughs> oh man. But uh, but yeah, was it too dark? No, <laughs> dark enough for Noob Cybot to disappear in. Oh man, yeah. So um, yeah, th- this is this is one of those movies. Of course, it's terrible. Everybody knows that. We're all in agreement that it is. But um, but you can still get some sort of perverse enjoyment out of it. Yeah, for me, this is one of those movies that you know, if it's if it's on, I'll watch it. You know, I I totally will, and I'll I'll get I'll get a good laugh out of it. There, like I mentioned earlier, there are moments that are. 
like genuinely funny, like to me, like it probably not in the way that that you it's know, supposed to be. Yeah, not in the way that it's supposed to be. Unintentional it's, comedy. Yeah, it's unintentionally funny. It like, and you know, in particular, like I had said before, the scene where we where we meet Shinnok, you know, and 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 you let him live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. I love that so much. It's and so then funny. Shao Kahn showing that he could. It makes me wonder if you know when Shao Kahn was a kid. He didn't just walk by a bathroom and see his dad practicing that maniacal laugh in the mirror and like, oh, I want to do that. And then practice it to where he can do the ha 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 thing. Yeah. Because I, mean, I don't think we ever hear Shinnok actually laugh at this. No, we don't. He doesn't laugh. What gets me is the dude's <laughs> voice that goes Mortal Kombat. Like, the, the Elder God they chose for that, the voice they chose for that, actually sounds like Shao Kahn. Like, much bit. more so than Brian Thompson did. At least when he laughed. Yeah. And so, uh... <laughs> but yeah, anyway, like I was saying, I think I think this is a movie that some that some people will uh, will enjoy on some level. Mortal Kombat fans, you know, and this is no, no secret, you know, Mortal Kombat fans hate this film <laughs> for good reason. Street Fighter's a better video game adaptation than this one is. Yeah, I think... She- <laughs> Street Fighter, I think uh, I watched that quite a bit when I was when I was little too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, I, I don't e- I don't even know. If I, I like it. I no, yeah, I don't. E- but uh, but back to Annihilation, I w- I don't even know if I would go as far as to say watch this movie. I don't recommend it because it's bad. But you know, I mean, if you oh no, don't don't yeah don't no. Watch it. But however, if you are if you are a Mortal Kombat fan, and I said this about the live action Tekken film, if you are a Mortal Kombat fan and you haven't seen this movie and you are curious, go ahead check it out. You know, by all means, go ahead, go ahead and see what all the what all the fuss is about because you know you might you might find something to laugh about even though it's unintentional. Yeah, it'll definitely be unintentional. Yeah, but uh, my advice. Get drunk or high before you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Pop some shrooms. Relax. <laughs> Kick back. Get ready for one hell of a trip. <laughs> Count to ten or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, yeah, that's Mortal Kombat Annihilation. But before we go, I, of course, have to ask Chris this. Because I've asked... Uh, when we re- when we discussed the, uh, the 1995 Mortal Kombat film, I asked Chase what he was expecting from the new film. So I will now present that question to Chris. Chris, as far as the new Mortal Kombat film goes, what are you expecting? What am I expecting out of the new Mortal Kombat film? Yeah, what are you looking forward to? Or- um, okay, well, that's, that's, a, that's a different question. I am looking forward, for sure... To seeing some hopefully much more accurate Scorpion and Sub Zero moments. Um, it, it looks like that they they nailed that, so we'll see. Kano does seem like he's going to provide a little bit of comedy with what brief we've seen of him in the trailer. Um, don't I'm trying and I can't picture the chick that plays Sonya in my head. Jessica McNamee, I think I, I, her name. I, I can't picture her in my head right now, so I'm about to wait till I see it. Yeah. Um, the guy that is playing. Jax. Mechod Brooks. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's great. First of all, I saw him in True Blood and liked him in that. Then, of course, he was in Supergirl as Jimmy Olsen, which I think that is one of the worst possible CW shows they've ever made. I can rant for hours about the problems with Supergirl, so I'm not going to. But one thing I've always thought about Mechod Brooks, and I'm not the only one who's thought this. When he has his mustache and a little bit of a beard and he shaves his head bald... He looks like John Jones. <laughs> a little bit. When John Jones fought 
uh, DC the second time. His head was clean shaven and he had a thin mustache and a, a beard. And I'm like, he looks like Makai Brooks. Like, they does, look yeah. like each other. I'm curious to see how he looks as Jax because while he's not someone I would have immediately thought of as Jax, he's a damn good actor. He can do it. It looks like a good choice. So. I'm curious to see what they do with Molina. I really want to see how Goro moves. Um, yeah. I have a feeling that this movie is pretty much solely going to set up the tournament that we're going to get in a following movie if, if we get it. If because get it. the way the trailers have been have been going, well, there, there's no way there's an actual tournament in that movie. However, because they have mentioned that there are tournaments, I feel like that movie is meant to show us, okay, from here we're going to move on into the tournament itself. Uh, you know, I'm looking there. I'm looking forward to seeing Kung Lao, Liu Kang, Raiden. It's it. I'm I'm hoping that it's going to be as close to a Mortal Kombat movie as they can actually get without it involving the tournament aspect. Which that's something you said to me earlier today is that you kind of hope that the next game gets back to the tournament because the last couple of games we've got have just been about like saving the world. And I kind of blame that a little bit on Injustice, right? Because they're doing this, the same studios that produce those games produce each other. And I don't think it's a coincidence that ever since DC got introduced in the Mortal Kombat universe, the tournament has kind of taken a backseat to it. Yeah. And I, I really do hope that they reintroduce that. I do miss the tournament. Structure. I feel like they will. It's That's the source material that they probably will not totally deviate from. It just might take them a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> but... Uh, but yeah, that's it for today, guys. So uh, next week, April 24th, I will be discussing the new Mortal Kombat film, as we mentioned at the beginning. That film has been pushed back by a week. It will be released on April 23rd, so I'm going to watch it on that day, of course. And the next day, the 24th, I will be discussing the actual film. Now, I noticed something. What's that? This is the first time you haven't tried to convince me that Chinese boxers are better than Thai boxers <laughs> that I've been on here. I was thinking about that. I'm like, I was kind of hoping I was I was kind of hoping I'd be able to to not mention it for a while and then just suddenly bring it back up one day. Well, you're not going <laughs> to spring it on me because I mean I can name multiple Thai boxers right off the top of my head, and I can't name a single damn Chinese boxer. Although I know that I, there's one I know for sure, and he's in Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just carrying his groceries and beats the fuck out of some dude. For no reason whatsoever. Like, he's not involved in any way, shape, or form. He's in an elevator. Henchman tries to hit the woman. He drops his bags and launches like a 30-punch combo to the dude's chest and then knocks him out, picks up his groceries, and leaves. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't know his name. I can, like I said, I know Rotdang. I know Cyanchai, Buka, Sagat. I don't yeah. care if he's fictional. Sagat is a, is a tie boxer. Yeah, <laughs> sure, totally. Big-ass tie. Yeah. So. Oh, man. But yeah, so uh, yeah, like I was saying, um, April twenty fourth, it's going to be a bonus episode. We're going to be discussing the new Mortal Kombat film. I'm looking forward to it, you know, and I'll definitely, um, I'll definitely uh, uh, go into this film, you know, expect, expecting some good things, going with an open mind, and um, I'm looking forward to discussing it. You know, I really, I really do want to see what we get out of this. I probably won't see it in theaters when it comes out, simply because. I have, I'm watching it at home. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely gonna. I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch it. At home. You said go see it, and I was like, oh, maybe he's going to the movie theater. Um, no, I did. I, didn't I, I mean pick like up. That. <laughs> I pick up my daughter from her mother's on Friday, and that is not going to be an appropriate movie for a six-year-old. So <laughs> no, I'm not, not gonna be watching it until she goes to bed that night. Yeah. So, but it was great being back on, man. It's been a while. I'm glad I could come back on. 
you know, I always look forward to doing stuff like this. Yeah, same here. It was great to have you back. But yeah, guys, uh, that's that's it for today. Don't forget to uh, to uh, send any questions or watch suggestions that you may have to my mailbag. That's calebryan84 at gmail.com. Uh, follow me on Instagram at calebryan9. And uh, check out my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kungfucinema9. And then, uh, yeah, once again, um, April 24th, we'll be discussing the brand new Mortal Kombat film. And uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. And then we'll take it from there. So, uh, yeah, until April 24th, take care, guys. See you later.